Imagine if you were 11 years old and your April Fool's Day prank got out of hand. So far out of hand that it spawned a major religion? This actually happened to Kate Fox. She, along with her two sisters, Maggie and Leah, ended up helping to found the spiritualism movement after a practical joke got way out of hand. I'm Tracy S. Morris, and I am not making this up. Maggie and Kate still lived at home in late March 1848 when eerie, disembodied knocking started on the walls of the family bedroom. The knocking seemed to move, one minute climbing up a wall, then on furniture, and then the knocks started to form patterns. If Kate asked a question, wrap out our ages. The knocking answered. Much later in life, the girls would say that they pulled off the trick with an apple on a string, hidden in the space between the wall. When no one was looking, Kate would pull the string, causing the apple to bump up the wall. Then she would throw it across the room and pull it back. Their mother, Margaret, may have been superstitious, or maybe just low on sleep after nights being kept up by invisible knocking. But she didn't seem to consider that her girls were trying to play a trick on her. Maggie would later say that Margaret thought that the girls were too young to pull an elaborate prank. Whatever the case, the Fox family left their haunted house, and the two girls went to stay with their older sister, Leah. The knocking followed. There are dozens of ghost stories like this. Usually, the haunting goes on until the prankster loses interest. But not this time, because Leah lived in Rochester, New York. In the pre-Civil War days, Rochester was fertile ground for religious movements. Rochester was the birthplace for Mormonism and for a movement that would eventually become the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Maggie and Kate were like seeds in that fertile ground, and before long their prank would grow beyond their control and bear fruit. Community leaders and radical Quakers, Isaac and Amy Post, latched onto their story. Now when I say they're radical Quakers, I don't mean they were good on a skateboard. More that they had some very fringy beliefs in the Quaker community. In modern parlance, this would be as if your coconut, essential oil-loving, gluten-free friend latched onto your kids' get-out-of-school-and-pretend-to-be-sick as proof that cancer was caused by waffles, and then adopted her as the mascot for a truther website. A group of the Post's radical Quaker friends examined the cellar of the Fox's farmhouse and determined that what they found there, which was hair and bone fragments, which could have been from an animal, were the last earthly remains of a murdered peddler, who must then be the ghost that was causing the knocking. The suspected murderer of the peddler was a man named Mr. Bell, who once owned the Fox's farm. After that, Mr. Bell was shunned for the rest of his life. Now, rather than confess to the trick once it looked like things were getting out of hand, the girls doubled down. The posts invited the girls to speak to the spirits in their own home, and the girls pretended to make contact with the post's recently deceased daughter, 
because everyone in this story is just awful. Then the girls performed a seance to a packed hall of 400 that the posts rented out. After the performance, the girls were stripped and examined to prove that their performance was no trick. Then a prophet named Andrew Jackson Davis latched onto them. The girls were young and they caught people's attention. In modern terms, they were trending. And once Davis hitched his message to them, so was he. Think about this. You're an 11 year old girl and you're called on your prank. You don't want to confess, so you lie. And the lie grows out of control. Your parents and your fully grown married sister, who should be telling folks to leave you alone, instead let them put you on stage and undress you to prove that you're not lying. Maybe you convince yourself that you deserve the fame. It's your due for being called a fraud and for being undressed and poked and prodded. And you tell yourself, it's not hurting others. After all, they're getting some kind of reassurance that there's life after death. Once the Civil War started, nearly everyone wanted to know that their lost sweetheart or son or father was in a better place. From here, the girl's life looks like that of a child actor or a pop star. Leah became their manager and took the girls on a countrywide tour. They spent the next 40 years speaking to packed auditoriums, along the way getting married multiple times and discovering alcohol. Then the band broke up, so to speak. Leah, another prominent spiritualist, criticized the girls for their alcoholism and for the way Kate was caring for her two children. Now, hurt people hurt people. So Maggie and Kate struck back against Leah and the other spiritualist leaders in the only way they could, by coming clean, of their deception, not the alcohol. In 1888, Maggie demonstrated to a crowd of 2,000 how she made the rapping sounds by cracking her toe joints. Although she tried to recant a year later, her reputation was too damaged for her to resume her work in the spiritualism movement. Over the next five years, all three girls died. Maggie and Kate died in poverty. It's a sad story. And in studying it, I'm reminded of another tragic story of a prank that snowballed out of control when it was combined with superstition and with adults who have their own agendas. I'm talking about the Salem Witch Trials. Thank you for listening to I Am Not Making This Up. We're on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, pretty much all the other directories now, so subscribe. If you like what you hear, leave a review with your preferred podcast service. That's how other listeners find us. For more bizarre stories that I didn't make up and some that I did, go to my website, tracysmorris.com. I post something new every Monday. You can also subscribe to my newsletter and check out my short stories and novels there. And if you have an improbable history topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me an email at author at tracysmorris.com.